I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your great loving friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. My name is Sean Tatro, and today with my girlfriend and co-host, Leah Diana, we will be winding back the reel to 1993, where an evil sadistic leprechaun goes on a killing rampage in search of his beloved pot of gold in Leprechaun. Let's get into it, me dearies. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out. accent was weak boy oh yeah i haven't practiced it in a long time mm. i'm also not native irish so no you are your ancestors were irish funny i have no irish in my blood i don't think that's what i've been told i don't know whatever but there's a lot of blood in this leprechaun's mouth that's oh. true he bites a lot of fucking oh my god <laughs> hopefully he has his rabies shots up to date warwick do you have all of your rabies shots I can tell by the absolute disdain in your eyes <laughs> that you fucking hated this experience. I didn't hate this movie. One, because I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. <laughs> I may have been very high watching this movie. Currently coming down from it. I don't think I would be able to stomach this movie if I was not. 
This movie, no offense to the cult class, the cult following that I've read, there is a huge cult following for this movie. Um, this movie blows. That is my opinion. Ouch. <laughs> so instead of just explaining why I believe this movie sucks, I'm going to go through the whole thing with you and interject when I'm like, ah, hang on, wait a minute. Counter argument. Oh, uh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> For who? Me or you? Why didn't you enjoy this? I hated Jennifer Aniston. I mean, I hate Jennifer Aniston all the time. You hate her for different reasons. I didn't like it because I'm from the Friends fandom. So to me, I hear spoiled little Rachel Green. And it just doesn't fit in a horror movie to me. No, she plays a very similar character in this. Extremely similar character. And she's so dull and... There's no emotion. You can tell that she, like, took this job and hated every second of oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. She, she like her character, wanted to go home the entire time. I, it's actually to the point where she, as far as I'm aware, refuses to ever talk about this movie. And I read that Warwick called her out on it, saying that this is one of his favorite films to play and he enjoyed them. And she apologized and said she... she acknowledges it and acknowledges that it was her first acting gig but also says she's extremely embarrassed by it so that's why she kind of swept it under the rug i mean i would be too if i gave a performance as poor as hers in this movie (laughs) i'm pretty sure the dead cop gave a better performance and you know what like i'll be fair nobody in this movie is good except for warwick davis warwick davis is incredible but They put him against a cast that just didn't bounce well with him. I mean, the poor kid, at this point he's in his 20s, but he's coming off of fucking, you know, Star Wars, where, you know, he was a child actor, that kind of thing, or a teenage. Well, no, he wasn't really a child, but he wasn't a teenage, preteen, preteen actor. But like, none of, no one gave him any bounce, any anything and at one point he was having so much fun with this character and the rest of them were like all right i'm here to collect a paycheck yeah i I was even reading that uh like it's funny you mentioned star wars because if you watch through the ending credits which we didn't this time Mm. but um george lucas gets a special thanks in the credits for this because he uh warwick davis at the time of making this movie was still under contract for the star wars stuff so Mm. he had to kind of grant him permission to go and do this movie oh shit so thank you george lucas because otherwise we wouldn't have this entire fucking franchise (laughs) eight films there's eight fucking films including the new one yeah do you think Warwick really enjoyed playing this character that much? Or do you think at some points he was like, I need the money? I mean, Ed, everybody has that moment no matter what. But I, th- I do think he had a lot of fun in this franchise. Mm. Now, as we said, we watched Leprechaun today. It's the 1993 American horror film written and directed by Mark Jones. It stars Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, Ken... Holland, Mark Holton, 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 fuck. Oh no. We'll get into that. And Robert Gorman. <laughs> uh, this was originally released January 8th, 1993. It was made on a budget of only a million dollars and brought in a box office of 8.6 million. So that's a pretty, pretty solid success. Mm. Looking to see what uh, Ozzy has done. He was in the newest he's in the, movie. Yeah, he's in the newest one. Oh my god. Yeah, he uh, he reprises the character after all these years. 
Damn. I, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> oh, so shall we take a look at the back of the box? Yeah. You want to shift right into that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So it's worth the back of the box that I'm going to read to you today is from the actual VHS release. The version of the movie we watched was uh, it was part of the Leprechaun Complete Movie Collection Blu-ray that was put out, I think, directly by Lionsgate. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, as far as I know, have this set. It's mm. one through Leprechaun Origins, which uh, is where the series really fucking took a dive. The origin story is where it took a dive? So, uh, just a, a little bit of brief history, I guess. Um, the Leprechaun movies have, have been through a lot. They, they've gone through some insane craziness. The first three films, the original trilogy, are probably the best of it. Leprechaun 4, it diverted to Leprechaun in Space. Oh, God. And then you get two Leprechaun in the Hood movies, which were just absolutely bonkers. And then they did Leprechaun Origins. Leprechaun Origins doesn't star Warwick Davis. It stars a wrestler named Hornswoggle, because this one was made by WWE Films. I'm sorry, what? Yep, and uh, they completely changed the leprechaun entirely. He's like this like cr- like troglodyte-looking creature, and it's, it's terrible. Nobody fucking likes it. It's an awful, awful fucking movie. Really? Yep, and then the eighth movie, which is not part of this set, is the newest one. It's called Leprechaun Returns. That one is a direct sequel to the first movie. They go back and erase all the other ones. So they Star Wars it. The, uh, I wouldn't say Star Wars it. They Halloween it. Like okay. They, they do the same thing that Halloween 2018 does. And I've seen that one. I think it's a pretty solid follow-up, mm-hmm. given that it was done a ton of years later, and it's still not Warwick Davis. But... The new actor does a pretty good job kind of stepping into his shoes mm. and playing the character. Not Warwick Davis doing? It's No, not in the newest one. It's it's a different guy, but uh, Warwick Davis, he was asked to do it, but I believe the reason he didn't was because he said it was like, it's a something he wa- would love to return to, but he wants, if he's going to do it, he wants to wait until his kids are older so that they get their all done like right now he's kind of more about making family oriented stuff oh like i didn't how old are his kids i don't know i think he does have one that's still kind of young so he wants to kind of wait until after that if he's going to come back okay i mean yeah you don't want to traumatize your kids but isn't that half the fun of this movie yeah and i i keep putting off the back of the box here but like this it's really funny because i hear people a lot talk about being afraid of this one when they were younger and like wanting to go back and watch it and i just i can't like it's this movie's not scary at all no it is not like it's i feel like it's more of a children's horror film like in the vein of like goosebumps honestly yeah at times the editing was sped up and I read why it was sped up. It makes sense. But I was like, this is just an Are You Afraid of the Dark but a really long episode. Yeah. And I almost think the fear factor comes in from the visual look of Warwick Davis in the mm. movie. And just like his the creepiness he brings to the performance. Yeah. So like I think people remember that aspect and like 
remember being afraid of it. Mm. Not to mention, like, some of the imagery, like, the cover of the movie. Not this cover, but, like, the original poster was just, like, super simple. It was just him peeking out through a doorway, and I don't know, like, seeing that on the video shelf is kind of like, ooh, that's a little eerie. That's, so, the original, the one you're looking at is, like, a re-release, because they put Jennifer Aniston on it to sell. Oh, okay. But the original poster was just that background image of him, like, looking out. So, shifting to the back of the box, um, your luck just ran out. A horrific leprechaun, Warwick Davis... I guess they're calling him a horrific leprechaun. We still love you, Warwick Davis. <laughs> Goes on a rampage after his precious bag of gold coins is stolen. He uses all of his magical destructive powers to trick, terrorize, and kill anyone who is unlucky enough to hinder his relentless search. In a frantic attempt to survive the wrath of the leprechaun, Tori and her friends scramble to find the only weapon known to kill the Irish monster, a four-leaf clover. However, until they discover a four-leaf clover or return all the gold taken from the rainbow's end, their fairy tale nightmare has only just begun. The back of the box here is like classic 90s. Oh, God. The one I'm looking at is uh, the release from Vidmark Entertainment. Mm. And it's uh, it's just like, it's so like you got like the the f- oh, photos God, from the, the movie, three panel. And the like lined in green and everything. It just looks fucking amazing. God is <laughs> hell. I want this tape. We'll find it eventually. So, in an in an attempt to sort of explain why this movie is the way it is, mm-hmm. I don't have any real reasons. But okay. I think these are just based on like my own personal thoughts. This movie came out when slasher films at the time were kind of shifting towards they were a little more elevated. The characters like Freddy Krueger were becoming more zany, witty. They're like pop culture icons. Mm. So the Leprechaun kind of just fell right into that. Like I think the idea was how do we make a Leprechaun scary? And it was just like, well, we don't. We just make it's people are going to laugh at it and no matter what we do. Mm. So let's just make it funny. Lean into it. And it's weird because this somehow isn't labeled as a horror comedy, but every single moment is played for comedic value over scares. It's not meant to be scary. It's just slapstick with gore and not even that much gore. I mean, there was a lot more gore in here than I thought. It was still a lot more violent than I thought, but that's where I enjoyed those parts. It was certain bits of humor in the acting that kind of took me away. But I will say, A for effort on the horror part of it, because it was still really entertaining. Yeah, I mean, watching it now, I can definitely see the, the flaws in it. Like, I see how cheesy it is. Giant man-sized holes just everywhere. They're plot holes. Oh, plot holes. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I meant to say man-covered size holes. That might have been better. Man-cover? Man-hole covers? Thank you! (laughs) We got there, folks! There's there's so many, like, just moments that throughout this movie that are just so weird. Like, I don't... Can we talk about one thing that bothers me the most about this film? Bring it on. The lighting. I knew you were going to bring this up. Oh, my (laughs) dear lord. I... I understand where lighting takes a certain play, but the lighting is subtle. 
very subtle to emphasize not here is a huge green big circle that everybody stands in and then when she finds what she needs it's like brighter than the fucking sun in her hand yeah they they do a lot of things that are like theatrical Mm. which like if you look all over the movie it's like oh they run outside and for some reason one of the lights in the one of the windows is lit up red yeah and when she goes out to get the gold out of the well there's a green light coming out of the well right like just because and i think it was they were just trying to lean into that like slightly magical style and it it doesn't work (laughs) but it works on certain disney channel original movies but not something that you know is going to theaters yeah I, i can definitely see that I do think I have found a bit of an explanation as to why it's not really horror-centric. Okay. So according to Warwick Davis, there were many conflicts between the production and the distribution company, Trimark. Uh, The production wanted to make a horror movie with many more gore elements, kind of like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. Trimark wanted something more like Critters or Gremlins. Okay, I can see where they were going. So, yeah, like, the studio essentially wanted more of a comedy, which I think they got, personally. Yeah. Apparently, there were several versions of certain scenes, and, like, it was all edited and mixed in a variety of ways to kind of see if we can put more gore or more humor. And the movie was originally planned as a straightforward horror film. It was just going to be a violent, creepy nightmare i Mm. guess (laughs) but it was shot like a comedy yeah so it didn't work i think uh yeah several of the scenes ended up having to go back and be reshot and the producer uh, and the producers insisted that the film would be made gorier to appeal to older audiences so like nobody was on the same page throughout the production it's like there were good ideas there were two separate good ideas making it purely comedy like, with a little bit of slapstick, wouldn't have been good. But doing a pure horror, I mean, there should have been two different movies. From what it sounds like with the disconnect with everybody. Yeah, I agree. Or they, they, they should have... If the studio wanted something more like Gremlins, they should have hired somebody more suitable to make a movie like that. Yeah, not hire a pure horror director, somebody who wants to direct horror. I mean, to be fair, the director also wrote this movie. So, like, they could have essentially just bought the movie from him unless he was unwilling to sell it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Uh, I may never know. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. So, one of the other things that I saw that... The movie was actually filmed in 1991, but didn't release till 93. Yes, that's true. Which is kind of crazy because, like, that's a that's like a two year gap. Yeah, but you got to think, like, with all those problems, the shooting probably ran way longer with the reshoots. True. The editing probably took two, like, two or three times as long, and then a lot of the time, if the studio is not entirely happy with it. They won't rush to release it, so they'll be like, "Yeah, it'll go out. Don't worry about it." Jeez, that sucks. You work on, you work so hard on all of that, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's not what we wanted. We're gonna either change it completely or like just scrap it all together. Today is uh, I don't like Hollywood Day. I I never like Hollywood. Bunch of assholes in Hollywood. Mm, yeah, you're one of them. 
I'm not in Hollywood. <laughs> I live here. Oh, uh, I thought you meant um, horrible apartment. That's what I heard. Horrible apartment. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we live in one of those. So shall we get into this thing? Let's uh, dive into the well. Look for the gold. That's not there. All right. So in 1983, a man by the name of Dan O'Grady returns to his home in North Dakota from a trip to his native Ireland, where he stole a pot of gold from a leprechaun he interrogated. I wouldn't have phrase it quite like that. After burying the gold, O'Grady discovers that the evil leprechaun has followed him home and murdered his wife. This is the opening to our film. We're introduced to these characters in such a messy way. It seemed <laughs> horror-ish in the opening scenes. It I agree. really did. It's much much more horror-centric in those opening moments, but I also feel like it it feels very made for TV. Again, it is this is a really, really long episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> um O'Grady uses a four-leaf clover to suppress the leprechaun's powers and trap him inside of a crate. He tries to burn him, but unfortunately, before he can, he suffers from a stroke. Which, as a kid, I just thought he died until the end of the movie, and I was I, like, oh. I thought he died, too. It's so it's very unclear. It's not just you. I thought he was having a heart attack the way he was acting. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, they both die? That sucks. We flash forward 10 years. J.D. Redding and his teenage daughter, Tori teenage with the hardest quotation marks. She's like 24 in this movie. <laughs> and they are renting and fixing up the O'Grady farmhouse for the summer. Why? Why would you rent a house and fix it up? That is not your job when you rent a house. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe, maybe I can't defend this one. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Off screen, they contract workers Nathan Murphy, his 10-year-old brother Alex, and their dim-witted friend Ozzy Jones I'm to sorry. help repaint the farmhouse. Justice for Ozzy. That poor kid was painted in such a bad light the whole movie. Oh, yeah. They- I absolutely hated how they treated this character. Well, first of all, he's meant to be a, a guy who is slow. Like, he has... Developmental Developmental problems. issues. And today, this character doesn't stand well because... No. They pick on him and berate him the entire movie for being dumb. And it kind of bothers me. It gets to a point where they're like, oh, well, we have the gold because I want to fix his brain. There ain't nothing wrong with that kid. Oh, you know, my God. It's kind of... It's kind of interesting, and I'm going to bring this up mildly. We don't have to go too far into it, but, like, a friend of yours the other day brought this movie up, coincidentally, Mm. and uh, said that she wanted to go back and revisit it because she remembered it from... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, when, when she, she was, was younger. Yeah. And I feel like if she wa- were to watch that with her husband, mm. it wouldn't sit too well. No. Just based on family history yeah like I, I feel like that would bother them like me i don't have that connection so it doesn't bother me as much yeah it still bothers me this movie offended me in uh, in like this movie presented this kid basically kind of like autistic but like they painted him as the kid that wore the dunce cap and went in the corner that's terrible this movie has aged poorly it really has so bad and like the whole movie i was like this kid is the one who's gonna get his ass kicked the most and i'm not happy about it i know it spoilers he makes it you know what all the main characters make it the only people that are die are like like side characters and not even side characters like people that are introduced just to die just like (laughs) like oh new guy guess he's gonna die oh new dude He's gonna die too. Like, I would have liked to have seen one of the main characters die. Yeah. The dad who just gets bitten and disappears. And then he's gone for the rest of the movie and then he shows up right at the end. Was he at the end? Yeah, he's the one that comes out of the cop car and hugs her. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even realize that. How many times have you seen this movie? A lot. I never, like, paid attention to that last shot, I guess. Because you're too busy crying because you wasted an hour and a half with this movie. No, this is awesome. Oh, God. Uh, while looking around the basement, Ozzy hears the leprechaun crying for help, and he's like using the voice of a, like a little a girl. Child. Yeah. Um, and going up to the crate, he brushes the four-leaf clover off of the top of it, which frees the leprechaun of its power. The leprechaun breaks out of the crate, and he he ends up telling Ozzy that he worked as a shoemaker in Ireland, but came to america looking for his gold she's getting pissed the more i go through this continue after failing to convince the others that he met a leprechaun ozzy spots a rainbow and chases it they believe that they'll find a pot of gold at the end alex follows him afraid that ozzy's gonna hurt himself and they end up finding a bag of a hundred gold coins in a rusty old truck, mm. which you can assume is where Grady stashed, stashed it. Yeah. And th- this scene kind of plays a little more into that uncomfortable feeling with this character because, like, they, the kid, uh, what was his name? Alex. Yeah. He, uh, he makes a, a comment about, oh, well, we, we, sh- we can't tell anybody about this. We can, 
we can sell these and we can get you an operation to fix your brain. And then proceeds to try to find it, figure out if it's real gold. So he bites it and then swallows the coin. Yeah. And that happens off screen. Like we see him go to bite it. And then like when it cuts back to him after he's like, I swallowed the coin. I was just like, why would you write a character like this? Uh, this almost seeds, seems to me like it's very a much- really rude follow-up to the kid that gets uh, in the wheelchair in Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, like, it's very much written by someone who doesn't know what the uh, person with developmental issues is like. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I don't know, it's it's hard to watch at times. It, yeah, that, those were the parts where I was like, all right, I'm out of this movie. At the farm, the leprechaun lures JD into a trap by intimidating, by by imitating a cat, and he bites him on the hand. Tori and the others rush him to the hospital, and the lepre- we see the leprechaun follow them on a tricycle, of all things. <laughs> I feel like they're also trying to insult Warwick at the same time. I don't know, like, I, I have to assume that it was all, they were just really trying to make something funny out of a horror script. So they just, like, whatever was lying around, they were like, yeah, let's just do something wacky. We then see Alex and Ozzy visit a pawn shop to see if the gold is worth anything. Uh, the, he tells them, like, that he thinks it could be worth at least $500, maybe more if it's uh, authentic. Mm. Uh, they leave the, they leave one of the gold pieces with him, and like, because he wants to study it overnight. Mm. They take off to meet. Um, Tori and the other guy, pretty boy that never made anything of his life. Yeah, the other, the other paint dude. The, the yep. So such a boring and dull character. We don't even know his fucking name, other than I'm gonna call him Bear Trap. Yeah, fuck him. Yep. Uh, so, uh, the leprechaun almost immediately shows up at the pawn shop and kills the shop owner. What? How does he kill the shop owner, Sean? And what was my face like when I watched this scene? He pogo sticks the motherfucker to death. He he does something to, like, his face or something. He does something where he, like, assaults his face or something. And then all I remember... Oh, he bites him. He bites him a couple of times till he's, like, feeling a little faint. And then he pogo sticks the man's lungs. And sings a song about it. Yes, I actually wrote that down. The song? Well, yeah. He says, uh, this old man, he played one, he played pogo on his lungs. Score one for the movie makers. That was fucking amusing. Honestly, like, spoilers for later, but that's some of my favorite parts of this are the rhymes. Oh my God. That he says. So, Warwick Davis did an incredible job with this. Incredible. He, like, the movie starts with one. It's the, uh, try as they will, try as they might. Who steals me gold won't live through the night. Yeah. And like those have always been like memorable to me. Just these little these little rhymes that he mm. says. And he does this throughout the entire franchise. It's so great. There's so many good ones, especially when you get to especially when you get to the Leprechaun in the Hood movies. Oh god. Oh god, those get so fucking funny. <laughs> does he try to rap? Uh yeah, I think at one point. Oh dear lord, no! Stay in your genre of Irish folk music. I think one of the uh, the ones that people love the most is uh, he does he does one where it's a friend with weed is a friend indeed. Because he's because he's green. Because he's green. Warwick Davis's performance and the rap from In the Hood. Oh yeah, yeah. These other movies get absolutely 
insane. Bat shit crazy. He went to space in the fourth one. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to space with Jason, and the, they already took him into space in the fourth one? Yeah, it's literally called Leprechaun 4 in space. I said I, I wanted to watch all the Godzilla movies, but I think I'm going to put these on the shelf and not continue this franchise. Come on. It's so much fun. <gasps> oh, so much more weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, after killing the pawn shop owner, he fixes himself a little go-kart and uh, heads back to the farmhouse. Don't forget, he took the bear and the doll. So he had yeah. buddies, he had bitches in the back. I don't understand why that happened. but oh, no, it's so funny. Uh, on the way back to the house, he gets pulled over by a cop for speeding, and the police officer ends up getting chased through the woods, eventually getting killed. He just gets his neck broken. It's probably the it's most... A, it's the the weakest yeah. kill, in my opinion. But I will say, that cop sassing the ugliest fucking, like... You see somebody who has dwarfism, and you sass the fuck out of them, take, out of the, take the mask off, little guy. Do you think yeah. this is a smart idea? No. <laughs> this is not a smart idea, sir. Oh, and did you notice the stereotype that he was chowing down on a bunch of donuts in the car? Oh, of course. I honestly, like, it's it's an old cliche. It's a stupid cliche, but directors and filmmakers that put that cop eating the donut, the that cop eating the donut in the car while he's supposed to be paying attention, it's the stupidest trope, but it does amuse me just a teeny bit. And you know what? As much as you hated Sleepwalkers, at least that wasn't in there. That's why I hated it, because it wasn't in there. Instead, he had a wicked cool cat named Clovis. <laughs> that cop was cool. We didn't want that cop to die. But he did anyway. I also forgot about Clovis the other day. You made a reference to Clovis, and you look like I, I slapped you across I the face. I couldn't believe you forgot. I, you, how is that? I forget everything. But that movie was, like, so shocking to you that I couldn't believe you forgot it. It was traumatizing because he has sex with his mom. And you watched this as a kid. Several times. I'm fucked. <laughs> Y'all wonder why I get high for some of these goddamn movies. So the leprechaun returns to the farmhouse where he searches for his gold and shines every shoe that he finds. Every shoe. Even, it, I'm sorry, even a pair of velvet shoes. Did you notice that? Yes. Th this is a thing that they, they chose to put into this movie where he is compelled. He's a cobbler. To shine yeah. shoes. Like, they even use it as a ploy at one point to distract him. They just they throw, throw shoes. fucking shoes, and he's like, they're getting... Under his breath, he's like, they're getting dirty. I have to shine this. And I'm like, that's... No, that's not... Oh, okay. <sighs> yeah. Just, <sighs> so, after leaving JD at the hospital, the group drives back to the farmhouse. They find it ransacked. Nathan checks outside where he is injured by a bear trap that was set by the leprechaun. Now, I want to make note that this man gets his leg chomped on by a bear trap, but throughout the rest of the movie, he hobbles on this leg. Hobbles the whole time. You would not be able to do that. You would be in so much fucking agonizing pain, because when those things close, it would shatter your bone. I don't know why <laughs> they did it this way, but he basically might as well have just sprained it. So I have an answer to the sh shoe shining thing. Oh, God. Why was the leprechaun obsessed with shining shoes? Leprechauns are traditionally described as shoemakers. All right, so that's straight out of the lore. 
Apparently, this leprechaun was obsessed with them and couldn't stop himself from shining any shoe that crossed his path. Much like a vampire must stop and count every grain of rice that someone might toss in his path. Yeah, I've heard of that, but I've never seen it used because it's like such a stupid, like, element to the vampire myth. So we could have ended the Twilight series for good if we just dropped every grain of rice from China on those motherfuckers. You could have ended every vampire movie in existence by incorporating that rice fact. My God, how funny would it be if Louis, at some point from Interview with the Vampire, learned to not look at the rice as he's tossing it, and every time Lestat got closer, he'd just toss rice and be like, have fun, motherfucker. <laughs> that Don't kill the motherfucker, just make him busy. It's it's that whole, how do you keep an idiot busy, turn this card around, and it's just the same yeah. thing over and over. Oh, that's very interesting. So if I throw shoes at somebody and they're compelled to shine them, they're a leprechaun. I'm just gonna be humming shoes at people now. Real um, leprechauns. So, so after he gets caught in the bear trap, uh, everybody kind of comes out to fight off the leprechaun, and I, I kind of refer to this scene as just a bunch of people beat a little person because that's literally what it is. Yeah. It's a kid and three adults beating up Warwick Davis. <laughs> this is a hate crime. It's a hate crime on film. That he got paid for. This is this is discrimination. This is a hate crime. Someone must sue. These able-bodied people are bullying someone who is, you know, doesn't have the same means as them. I will go to bat for this person. I will find every coin and personally hand them to them, and I will shine them as well. How the tables have turned. Uh, <laughs> so after finding a shotgun in the farmhouse. They shoot the leprechaun several times. When this has no effect, they attempt to flee the farm, but their truck's engine has been sabotaged. This essentially spirals into a series of moments of the leprechaun just terrorizing the group. So much so, Ozzy finally reveals that him and Alex found the, the gold, the gold yeah. in the truck. Uh, they tell him that they stashed it in the well. Tori goes out to recover it. And she ends up giving it. Just go in here, to take leprechaun. your gold. I'm done with you. They believe the worst is over, so they leave for the, or they try to leave for the hospital. But while counting his gold, Leprechaun discovers that one of the pieces is missing, the one that Ozzy swallowed. Oh. Thinking they've tricked him, uh, or thinking that they tricked him, he menaces them until Ozzy tells them about O'Grady and that they kind of discuss it for a few minutes where they, you find out that O'Grady didn't die at the beginning. He had a stroke and he wound up in a kind of assisted living facility. Yeah. So this is where the group distracts the leprechaun by throwing shoes at him, which gives Tori enough time to get in the Jeep and drive off to the nursing home, which... I found this funny because she throws the shotgun, their only means of defense, in the back of the truck and leaves with it. Yeah. Uh, it was such a dick move, but <laughs> whatever. Oh, every man for themselves. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, once she gets to the nursing home, she sneaks in, finds O'Grady's room where the leprechaun is there pretending to be him. Uh, he chases her 
to the elevator in a wheelchair. Which this is where I read that because Warwick couldn't operate the the wheelchair very well, they had to speed the scenes up. It looked so bad. Well, I think part of that comes from the fact that because they knew they had to speed it up, they had her act in slow motion. So, like, she had to do everything as if she was running in slow-mo. Mm. So that when they sped it up, it looked like she was but moving But it still quicker. looked very weird. Like, it didn't look like it fit at times. No, and I think that's also why it cuts very fast. Yeah. Like, it's very quick jumping around just to kind of get the information to you. So once she gets into the elevator, the lever... I, th- I guess he throws O'Grady's body down. I thought it just kind of fell. I thought so, too. But he comes through the top of the elevator and he's still alive. Before dying, he tells her that the only way to kill the leprechaun is with a four-leaf clover, which happens to grow in the clover patch right next to the well. Yeah. That we never saw before. And it's so convenient that he lived just long enough to tell her this information. Yeah, right? (laughs) Tori returns to the farmhouse where she starts searching for a clover, but she gets attacked by the leprechaun. Nathan and Ozzy save her. Ozzy reveals that he swallowed the last gold coin, and the leprechaun critically wounds him trying to get it. Critically wounds him? Or just beats the living shit out of him? Well, like, it, it's supposed to be like he was like scratching into him trying mm. to get it. Um, but before the leprechaun can kill Ozzy, Alex takes the four-leaf clover that they find and... Sticks it in a wad of gum and shoots it into Leprechaun's mouth, causing him to melt away. Which, I have to say, this is a pretty great melt scene. It is a good melt scene, but it really did remind me of Gremlins. It did, and that makes sense. Mm. Like, the fact that they wanted to make a Gremlin-style movie, I understand why it looks the way it does. Mm. The Leprechaun ends up stumbling, falling into the well, and his skeleton tries to climb back out. However, Nathan, he hits the he hits him in the face, knocking him back in with the butt of the gun, and which he could have just shot him back into there. Really that probably would have been cooler. But then he goes, grabs a gas can from the jeep, dumps it down the well, and th- throws a match in, which he just so happened to have a matchbook in his back pocket, and it explodes. It explodes. Blows, not lights on fire. Literally blows up like dynamite. It it Michael Bay's. (laughs) It was a hell of an explosion. That's not how gasoline works in water. But whatever. And then we see the cops arriving in the morning to investigate the remains of the well, and we hear the leprechaun's voiceover vowing that he's going to recover every last piece of gold. And that's where the movie ends. Which at that point that point if i was ozzy i would have shit that coin out cleaned it up and threw it down the well and been like here you go you want to hear something funny because you i assume you're never going to watch any of these other movies we might it, it might be a weird night well the newest one doesn't fall into our wheelhouse yeah of course it's 2018 so, spoilers yep ozzy shows up in that latest movie he, rep- yeah. he reprises this character he's not in any of the other movies comes back just for this um uh and he still has the coin in him it never digested through a system it just stayed inside the entire time (laughs) hang on anything you swallow does get past my brother swallowed a penny once because my mom kept threatening him saying i'll take you to the hospital they have to pump your stomach he swallowed it and he said hospital now 
So he had to take that Ipecac stuff and he had to either throw it up or shit it out. He shat it out in his diaper eventually, but all things pass. Not in that movie, apparently. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish the movie would pass them. So I assume you want to move right into closing questions. You don't want to dilly dally on this one at all. I mean, do you have anything else to say about this film? I mean, I don't know. This is a movie I grew up with. This is one that I've seen many, many times. And I don't know. I personally think it's very fun. Like, it's a fun movie. It's not one you're supposed to think too hard about. You can just kind of enjoy how ridiculous it is. Counterpoint. Oh, boy. What What is filling this one wall here? It's VHSs, I know. But what is the one genre filling this wall? Horror. Horror. So your opinion, while valid, because you're a horror fan and it's fun... I've not seen 90% of those films. So this movie, when I was a kid, terrified me. A leprechaun. Leprechauns are supposed to be one of the wee folk, one of like the like magical creatures that would always try to help you. And you know, they weren't backstabbing, conniving assholes. So while you think this is a fun time, for years, for 37 years. Okay, this came out in the 90s. So how old is my brother? My brother's going to be 30. For 30 years, I thought this movie would be terrifying. I was very disappointed. Because even our friend yesterday was like, oh yeah, no, that was really scary when I was a kid. I want to revisit it again. I want to call her now and be like, it's fucking funny, dude. Why, how were you scared? She's going to yell at me for saying it like that. <laughs> she really is. She's be like, hey. But, like... This wasn't scary. I, I'm so upset. There was It was not scary. It was pushed to me that this was terrifying, and I avoided it all my life. Now watching it, I'm like, I'm mad. Well, this is kind of... This is a prime example, then. Like, you shouldn't avoid things be just because you think they're going to be scary. You should give them a shot, because they might not be. <laughs> Unless you watch the Evil Dead trailer that just came out a couple months ago... And you see some of those scenes, and I'm not watching that with but you. But you also haven't seen it, so you don't know if it's as bad as it feels like it's going to be. My anxiety peaked so high, I wanted to cry. Well, no. We'll have to get you through the other movies first. Those are chalky, campy good times. Not the remake. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the older shit. The remake? You have fun watching that with a well, friend. We'll try and get you through that one. If you no, can't do it, then... Uh, no! Yeah. No! Oh, hell yeah. Suck my dick. <laughs> She's so rude to me. Suck my dick, Tetro. She's so rude to me. I'm, I'm doing better. I mean, a lot of the scarier ones I'm getting through. Uh, not watching your underground shit that's sitting over there. Not yet. Uh, uh, no! <laughs> you find some other schmuck to torture. Come on, buddy. This is not the schmuck who will be tortured. But I just tortured you with the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much more weed for the rest of them, but I'm very intrigued. All right. Despite your absolute hatred, did you have any favorites? Anytime Warwick was just having fun. You could tell when Warwick was having fun. The little jingles, little rhymes, the smile. Like, that wasn't a man who was like, all right, what's my line? All right. He was like, I get to be the bad guy? Oh, this is cool. I think I think at times Warwick genuinely liked doing genuine genuinely liked doing this. So I really did enjoy Warwick 100%. What about you? Well, as I said, I grew up watching this. I do love the movie and I think my favorites the pogo stick kill. Dude. All of his fucking little rhymes and quips like 
he is just so fun to watch as this character. Mm-hmm. And like ex- once you explore all of the future films, or at least some of them, it gets better it with gets, him, doesn't it? It gets funnier and funnier. The films themselves don't get funnier. Oh, Warwick no, does. Generally, they get worse. Nice. But he gets better and better, and that's what makes it so much fun to go through. Okay. Would you make this today? No. <laughs> Why not? Because it's already being made today. That's true. They're still making these movies. A lot of these like big series are tough because they're relighting the fire under these series' ass. Like, yeah. Chucky hasn't fucking stopped. That newest one is even connected, like, since it's a direct sequel... They even make, like, the main character is Jennifer Aniston's character's daughter. Wow. uh, They have a scene in it, because more spoilers, like, fuck it, we're not going to cover it on this podcast. Yeah. But um, they have a scene in it where she calls her mother, and they got a, like, a really good Jennifer Aniston impersonator to do the voiceover on the other side of the phone. Like, it was really good. <laughs> they did a, a lot of work to try and keep it connected. Mm. Yeah, I think they did a good job. That's good. Would you call this mainstream exploitation or other? Other. Is this is this dwarfism exploitation? I mean, I would call this exploitation, but just slasher exploitation. Uh, bad joke exploitation? Yeah, it's like, a, it's weird. Poor acting exploitation. Poor there it is. exploitation. <laughs> There's a lot of... You guys think I'm being mean? No, there's a lot of Grindhouse movies that are fucking terrible acting. Could you call this shoe exploitation? Foot fetish exploitation. Oh, go, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a dirty, dirty little leprechaun. Because there's a lot of shots of shoes. There is. Like, they close up Jennifer Aniston's shoes a lot in this movie. I was going to say Aniston exploitation, but... Shoe exploitation makes more sense. I think Friends did Aniston exploitation better than this movie could have. Well. Because <laughs> she lived on that show for fucking 10, 11 years. Yeah, she was still bad on that. Ooh. That's right. Shots fired, Jim. Oh, you're a Cox fan, aren't you? A what? Courtney Cox. Oh. Actually, well, in Scream. Yeah, but what? All right. I made, here, fun fact. I made Sean watch the first episode of Friends because I watched the reunion while I was sick. What did you think of that first episode? With the two of them seeing their beginning acting chops. I mean, it was fine. I did I never liked Rachel and No, I'm so. not a Rachel fan. I am a uh I like um Chandler. That's my favorite. Chandler and Phoebe. Mm. You can see me, I'm kind of a Phoebe. <laughs> I'm a little fucked up. But I like Court I like seeing Courtney Cox in that role and then seeing her as Gail. Night and fucking day. Great yeah. acting. It's amazing. Jennifer, I've seen a couple of her other movies. Every she's always the same. It's it's Rachel Green. It's and she's all Rachel Green. Awful. She's, she's not off some of them, like when she got older, she got better. Yeah. I'll give her that. But like she did a movie with Ben Stiller. I forget the name of it, where like it was a dating movie or something. And there's a scene where she wants to go to an Indian restaurant, but Ben Stiller's like a clean freak and he's like flipping out and the food doesn't sit right with him. The acting between the two of them, that scene, that's really good. I wish I could remember the name of the movie right now. But I mean, she's not horrible. But like she said, this was her first acting gig. Yeah. That's the only reason why she was dull and terrible. She got better. Just in this movie. Sorry, Jennifer. You kind of sucked. <laughs> I see why you don't you don't acknowledge this film. All right. Well, I, 
assume you don't have anything else you want to say about Leprechaun. No, I think you should return the pot of gold to the little guy. All right, that's going to bring our discussion on this film to an end, but don't go anywhere just yet. Please stay tuned for the coming attractions. The masters of tension who gave you the bird with the crystal plumage. The picture that outpsychoed Psycho have now made a film nine times more suspenseful. Cat and Nine Tales. Tales. It's nine times more suspenseful than the bird with the crystal plumage. I'm excited for this one. Do you know why? Oh, why? It's an Argento film. Dario fucking Argento, we are baby. Diving back into the pool of Giallo. Oh, my God. You people thought we were going to bring you Susperia that simple. No, no, no. We must tease you. we got to build you up. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's all about the, the climax here, the build-up. It's all about the pleasure. So what better way to actually bring... This is our second Giallo film. I think uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Third. Third. What was our first? Technically, uh, Pieces is a Giallo. It, it, giallo style, but not actually Giallos. No, it's, it's a Giallo. It's that considered is, okay. a Giallo. This one is one that when I was looking at Ardario Argento's actual films, this one stuck out at me because the box for the one that I bought is really fucking cool. It's just a black background with orange and then a cat made of like hands and claws and a woman inside the cat. It's that's really the fucking uh, cool. Arrow release, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's the Arrow release. Yeah. I got it for. Very fucking affordable on Amazon because when I looked online, this release is like forty, fifty, sixty dollars. I got it for like twenty-eight bucks. That's not bad. No, it is not. And I was so happy to purchase this one because anytime I can get Argento into this house, I'm so happy. After watching The Beyond and after watching Suspiria, no, I'm not giving any of those movies away. We'll cover those. I love that giallo style yes and just to be clear the beyond is not argento no but it's 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 that style yes um 
are, what of the Beyond is is whose film is the Beyond? It began with an F, right? Uh, Fulci. Fulci. I want to say Fauci, but that's the COVID dude. Yeah, no. Wrong <laughs> F word. Lu- Lucio Field. Oh, Lucio Fulci is uh, the Beyond. It's a good thing you're not Italian. I'm stumbling over myself. <laughs> All day, every day. Yes, I'm very excited to watch another Giallo film. I love the Giallo genre. Have you seen this Giallo film? No, not this one. No. Oh, wow. We're both going to experience it together. Yes. Oh. And I'm super excited to watch it. I, I honestly can't get enough of the Giallo genre. It's something about it just speaks to me. It's going to be legendary. Let's hope. But I think that's going to bring our episode today to an end. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep up on everything that we're doing, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. You can find us on Discord where you can chat with Leah about this film or any of the films that we previously covered. We'd love it if you suggested us some movies. Kind of tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about rather than us just telling you what you're going to listen to all the links for everything are going to be down in the show notes listen to us first thing every monday morning and give us a rating on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you get your morning fix if you like what we're doing and you want to show this show some support you can subscribe to us over on patreon or directly through Acast, where you can get yourself access to ad free listening or unlock some fun exclusive bonus content that we are slowly rolling out just for our supporters. Yeah. Until next week, I'm Sean. And I'm Leah. Thank you for listening. Keep watching. And fuck you, Lucky Charms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.